0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of rickettsial diseases found under the infectious disease section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 30 year old woman presents to the emergency room for a rash. She had been traveling and hiking in southern Europe. She does not recall having any tick bites, but admits that it may be possible as she had many bug bites on her legs though she attributed these to mosquitoes. She started having fevers two days ago, along with a severe headache, and developed a rash today. On physical exam, she has a maculopapular rash on her trunk, as well as multiple eschars surrounding a bug bite on her left calf. She has started on doxycycline. This is a case of Mediterranean spotted fever. Let's continue with an introduction to rickettsial diseases. In terms of the classification, Rickettsia includes the spotted fever group, which are tick-borne. This includes Rickettsia Rickettsii, which causes Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever and is most common. Rickettsia canori, which causes Mediterranean Spotted Fever. Rickettsia Akari, which causes Rickettsial Pox. Rickettsia africae, which causes African Tick Bite Fever. And there is the typhus group, such as Rickettsia Proazeki, which causes louse-borne epidemic typhus, and Rickettsia Typhi, which causes flea-borne murine typhus. Then there is orientia, which is the scrub typhus group. This includes orientia shushugumoshi, which is mite-borne, and was formerly known as rickettsia shushugumashi. These are all obligate intracellular gram-negative bacteria, and transmission is via blood-feeding arthropod vectors such as ticks, lice, and fleas. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that the incidence depends on the geographic distribution of the vector. In North America, R. Rickettsia and R. are more common. In Europe, there's R. kanori. In Asia, R. kanori and O. In Africa, R. africae and R. kanori. In South America, R. proazeki. And worldwide, R. typhi is very common. In terms of the pathogenesis, the bacteria is transmitted into the human body via arthropod saliva, and the vascular endothelial cells are then targeted by the bacteria. And remember that replication can cause local hemorrhage. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include a fever, rash, and a headache. Now let's discuss the physical exam findings for the different rickettsial diseases. For Rocky Mountain spotted fever caused by R. rickettsii, the vector is a tick, and the rash may be macular, petechial, or purpuric, and it spreads centripetally from the extremities to the trunk. There is no eschar, and there is no regional lymphadenopathy. For Mediterranean spotted fever, which is caused by R. canori, the vector is a tick. The rash is macular, papular, or purpuric. There is an eschar, and there is no regional lymphadenopathy. For rickettsial pox, which is caused by R. acari, the vector is a mite. The rash may be vascular, papular, and on the trunk and extremities there is an escar and there is regional lymphadenopathy. For African tick bite fever, it is caused by R. africae, the vector is a tick, and the rash may be vesicular or maculopapular. There are multiple eschars, and there is regional lymphadenopathy. For epidemic typhus, caused by R. proazeki, the vector is a louse. The rash may be macular, papular, and petechial, and it spreads centrifugally from the trunk to the extremities there is no escar and no regional lymphadenopathy. For murin typhus, caused by R. typhi, the vector is a flea, and the rash may be macular, papular, petechial, and it spreads centrifugally. There is no escar and no regional lymphadenopathy. For scrub typhus, caused by O. sussum the vector is a mite, and the rash may be macular or pale. There is an escar and there is regional lymphadenopathy. In terms of further studies, labs may help to detect immunoglobulin G, which is confirmatory. One may also perform the wheel felix test. This is where serum cross-reacts with proteus antigens. And patients may have thrombocytopenia and elevated liver function tests. One can perform a skin biopsy, which may help with visualization of the infecting organism on tissue. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about Q fever. Distinguishing factors for this are that it is also an intracellular gram-negative bacteria, but it manifests as fever and pneumonia or endocarditis, and it does not manifest with the rash. When making the diagnosis, remember that most cases are clinically diagnosed and confirmed with laboratory evaluation. In terms of treatment, the management approach involves empiric treatment being started as soon as possible. Medical options include doxycycline. This is indicated as first-line therapy. Another option is chloramphenicol. This is indicated in patients with contraindications to doxycycline. Complications related to rickettsial diseases include neurologic sequelae, peripheral gangrene, and reactive arthritis. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that most resolve with treatment. Epidemic typhus may recur, which is referred to as brill zinsser disease and Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever has the highest mortality of all. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to rickettsial diseases, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 19-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for worsening fever, malaise, and headache for one week. She states that her headache is severe and is associated with nausea. She also noticed a rash that began approximately four days ago. She traveled to North Carolina approximately two weeks ago to go hiking. She is sexually active and frequently uses barrier contraception and currently lives in a dorm in her university. Her temperature is 100.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 130 over 90. Pulse is 86 beats per minute and respirations are 18 breaths per minute. On physical exam, the patient is alert to self, place, and time and has conjunctival erythema. Kernig and Brodzinski signs are negative. The patient has a blanching, macular, and erythematous rash with few petechiae on her wrists and ankles bilaterally. Laboratory studies demonstrate a hemoglobin of 13, hematocrit of 39%, leukocyte count of 9,000, and platelet count of 85,000. Which of the following is the most appropriate treatment for this patient? And the answer choices are, choice 1, ceftriaxone, choice 2, doxycycline, choice 3, intravenous immunoglobulin, choice 4, penicillin, or choice 5, vancomycin. The best answer to this question is, choice 2, doxycycline. This patient's fever, headache, malaise, recent travel to North Carolina, and a blanching, macular, and erythematous rash with petechiae affecting her wrists and ankles bilaterally are concerning for Rocky Mountain spotted fever. The treatment of choice for RMSF is doxycycline. RMSF is a tick-borne illness that presents with fever, headache, malaise, myalgia, arthralgia, nausea, and a blanching erythematous macular rash that becomes petechial over time and involves the ankles and wrists bilaterally this is highly characteristic the american dog tick also known as dermacentor variabilis is the vector causing rmsf and is typically endemic in south atlantic states laboratory studies may demonstrate a normal leukocyte count thrombocytopenia elevated aminotransferases azotemia and hyponatremia serologic testing confirms the diagnosis but the result is usually not available at the time of deciding whether antibiotics are indicated. Doxycycline is the treatment of choice in both non-pregnant and pregnant patients and children. Prompt treatment with doxycycline significantly reduces mortality. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Ceftriaxone is useful in treating meningococcal meningitis. This patient has no evidence of meningeal inflammation and patients typically have petechiae on the trunk and lower portions of the body. Choice three, intravenous immunoglobulin can be used to treat parvovirus B19 infection. Parvovirus B19 typically occurs in school-aged children who develop an erythematous malar rash with relative circumoral pallor, giving the characteristic slap-cheek appearance. Choice four, penicillin is the treatment of choice in syphilis. Patients with secondary syphilis can develop a symmetric macular or papular rash that involves the entire trunk and extremities, along with the palms and soles. Choice 5. Vancomycin is useful in treating methicillin resistant Staphylococcus aureus infections, such as bacteremia, meningitis, brain abscess, osteomyelitis, and skin and soft tissue infection, such as skin abscesses. Finally, a bullet summary. Doxycycline is the treatment of choice of Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, a tick-borne illness that is characterized by fever, headache, and an erythematous macular and or petechial rash involving the wrists and ankles bilaterally. That's all for this review about rickettsial diseases. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets. The free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.